Recorded live. Hey everyone, Hudson here. You are listening to the Nintendo Fuse Podcast. Today is Thursday, October 20th, 2016. This is episode number 100. Today, I have Steve here with me. Hey guys, how's it going? Hey guys, how's it going? So the last episode was entitled, Where Art Thou NX? And now we have the answer. The NX is here. The NX has finally been revealed. You guys, I'm sure, are sick and tired of all of us, all the speculation on the internet of when is it coming, what is happening. Finally, finally, the day was the day. So um, this podcast is a live podcast. We are recording it uh, live, and so you can actually listen and watch us live and post in the chat rooms either via TalkShoe or on the YouTube page that we're streaming as well. And we'll read your comments on the podcast also. So shout out to uh, Tyler Rogers and Javery Jefferson from uh, the YouTube chat. Uh, so if you guys have anything to say about the, uh, the Nintendo Switch, let us know when we'll read your comments on the podcast as well. Full details on how to call in and join in are on NintendoFuse.com. So definitely go check that out. So without further ado, Let's just let's just jump right to it. Uh, so Nintendo today posted the Nintendo Switch preview trailer. Uh, it was about three and a half minutes long, and it basically told us the title of the system, confirmed that it's coming in March. Games uh, it showed us the system itself, of course. Um, we'll talk about that and all the different ways. And basically, just gave a good overview of the system. You know, more details, I'm sure. But this was basically Nintendo's way of saying, hey. It's here, finally. This is what it is. This is what it's called. Um, get ready, basically. Um, start the hype. So first thing that I want to discuss is the format of the uh, of this reveal. Because I know we talked at length before, but I think we all were like, yes, press conference, do live, and, you know, a whole on the audience and everything. And Nintendo's like, screw that. We're doing a three-and-a-half-minute trailer <laughs> to announce the system. Um, to be honest, I, you know, I still felt the hype. I mean, yeah, same thing. But, like, this is out there now. I mean, we finally hired. Maybe I'm just like, I'm glad we got it. I don't know. What do you guys think? What, what did you think of them releasing a trailer to announce the system? Yeah, I, I... I don't know. I mean, I like the idea of what the trailer was like. I, I thought it was really um, smart and how they really showed it off in, in a lot of different ways. Um, and, and, you know, we were able to see, you know, different aspects of, you know, how you would use the system and how it, you know, I think it, I mean, it was really clear to me, which is one of the things that a lot of people had issues with the, the Wii U announcements, um, that people weren't very clear on it being a new system or anything. Uh, like that, and they thought it was just an add-on to the existing Wii. I'm I'm fairly certain that if people watch this, they they should know that this is something brand new. Um, so I think they got that part right at least so far. Um, but but overall, I mean, I think they probably could have done what they did and just shortened it down, um, and then it would have been nice to have gotten some more information. <laughs> Uh, from them in some other way, uh, but for the amount of information they were ready to release at this point, 
Um, I thought it was a creative and um, pretty good way of, of explaining what the system is. Yeah, I definitely have issues with it, but but it wasn't it wasn't awful, and I think it was better than the Wii U. What about you, Barry? Well, I will say this: uh, I agree with Steve on the message. Uh, if you think about the Wii U, it was first announced at E3. Then they actually had to do a Nintendo Direct specifically just about the system because people were confused. Uh, and then people still, to this day, think it's an add-on. So clearly, they they debacled that. I think in three and a half minutes, they made it very, very clear what this is. I think people coming in, watch this for a short time, have an idea of what this is. No, this is not an expansion. No, this isn't part of the Wii. For that, I give them a thumbs up. Like, they really nailed that in a very short amount of time. Something they couldn't do in a much larger amount of time with the Wii U. <laughs> <laughs> While I was happy to see the trailer, I was happy to see it in use. I was happy to see the demographics that they were targeting, uh, which were not children, which were adults, people going out, going to parties, playing basketball, doing social activities. I'm happy to see that. It was like it was like giving me the appetizer of a three-course meal and then walking away and I'm wondering, where's my waiter? Like, why aren't they back with the food? When, when's the food coming? And I'm still sitting here. My taste buds are wet. They're ready to, to, for, the, for the main course. And they left me hanging. And they left not only me, but everybody hanging. And since the trailer shows a March 2017 release, they, they stated it again, there is no delay. We don't know if it's March 1st or the end of the month. We don't know. But regardless, that's not a long time away. That is, you have hype. People are talking about the, the switch, mostly positive. But there's still so many unanswered questions that we need to know that will be deciding factors. Uh, for people such as battery life. If the, the portability has an hour-and-a-half battery life, people will probably not pick it up. If it's got an eight-hour battery life, people will be all over it. Um, and, and they left us hanging with no date, even like the Smash. Remember when they did the Smash uh, Direct? At the end of their Nintendo Direct, they said, hey, stay tuned in December, more information for Smash Brothers. They built that hype. They could have done that at the end, stay tuned next week, stay tuned next month, stay tuned even January which would totally suck, but at least you would have an idea of when something else is going to happen. But now, not only do we have at least an idea of what the system is, we have no idea when we're going to get any more information, and hopefully it's not in March. <laughs> right. Yeah, it definitely, uh, well, going by your analogy, no tip for Nintendo then, because uh, they, they just left us hanging. Um, but uh, it, it definitely was a teaser uh, it's like a movie like they have your teaser trailer then your full trailer the story trailer or whatever and then you're you know like this is this is just a teaser i guess um and it told us what it is it confirmed a lot of the rumors that were going around uh, but but now we want you know like the full details right so um so starting first of all we have a name right nx kind of catching on. I mean, I feel like everybody got used to NX, but now we have an official name, uh, which they did abandon the Wii branding, um, which many people hoped and speculated, and it did happen. So um, 
Nintendo Switch. <sighs> Me personally, um, I don't. I, it's it's not bad, but it's not like it's not a not like, great super cool name. It's it's just eh, it's 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 just there, I guess. I'm I'm it, happy they abandoned the Wii branding, but otherwise, hey, son. It could have been worse. They could have called it the Switch, spelled S W I I C C H. Or just X. What I want to know is Nintendo is famous for creating such innovative and amazing code names for their systems. Project Reality for the N64, the Revolution for the Wii the Atlantis for the handheld that never even came out. Even NX, it was catching on. It was edgy. It was different. It had a cool-sounding name. And then they go from those to Nintendo 64, the Wii, the Switch. Like, how do you come up with a team that does these great code names? Granted, you know, like Dolphin wasn't that fantastic for GameCube. But still, you know, then, then you get to the real thing, and it's like a letdown. Even Revolution. I don't know if you remember when they showed up Revolution. It even had in the logo, it had two O's, and one was a big disc, and one was a small disc for the Wii discs and the GameCube disc. Like, that was really neat. And then they go, Wii. You know, like, like no. They should just go back to GameCube. That way it fits in, like Xbox. <laughs> PlayStation, GameCube, yeah. GameCube 2, or Game, yeah. Super GameCube. There we go. <laughs> GameCube 64. There you go. Uh, <laughs> Super GameCube 64. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with you guys. I mean, I at the beginning, when they first announced it, I was like, so, what? Okay. And, and then I'm like re- replaying my thoughts in my head, and like that's pretty much probably what I looked like. I actually thought about um before I knew the name or anything, I, I thought about recording myself live reactions, and I'm pretty sure that's what I would have looked like um, when <laughs> I saw the little thing come on the string going, huh? All right. But it wasn't as weird of a reaction as when I was in the room at E3 when they said, we're going to call it Wii U. And I go, what? Why would you do such a thing? Um and so it it was still it's still weird, but it's not as weird. Um, so I guess they're getting better. Um, yeah, I, I I think you know it's it's super simple. Um, it you know exactly how it's spelled. It's not spelled weird. Um, and I think it will catch on. Um, it's not as not as cool as it could have been, but it's not as bad as it could have been as well. So. Um, I guess props for making it better, but they could have made it so much better. Congratulations on your C. You could have failed. <laughs> the Pretty C. much. show for the A, but you'll settle. Yeah. I mean, they took <laughs> their 3DS uh, naming convention and called it the new Wii U. That's true. Yeah, who knows what's going to happen. I think it's, it's kind of cool that they went back to uh, a Nintendo-branded uh, system as well. It is the Nintendo Switch, like the Nintendo GameCube, the Nintendo 64, um, the Nintendo DS, Nintendo 3DS. Um, because it was kind of confusing because people wanted to call the Wii the Nintendo Wii, but it, technically that wasn't it. Um, and it kind of got confusing. I mean, this is just from a... I mean, most people probably don't care about these things, but we write about it. 
So we have to make sure we get all of the semantics right and everything and uh, the syntax and everything. And it was just, it was kind of confusing. And it was like we stood by itself. So it's kind of cool that they went back to Nintendo Switch. Um, I don't know. It, it does kind of seem weird to just like Nintendo Switch is like, like the take the Nintendo challenge sort of thing. Like you switch from your PlayStation or you switch from your Xbox and try Nintendo Switch, you know, Nintendo for a while and see if you go back. I don't know. Right. Yeah, it makes me wonder, like, is there, you know, what what the tagline is going to be, or, you know, uh, they always have some kind of little slogan, so they didn't really say what it was, so or what oh, their God. marketing thing will be. I can already think, if we post that question, what do you think the slogan will be? The internet will go crazy with it because of the other terminologies for Switch and uh, some other connotations with it, so that would probably be a very bad thing. <laughs> Now you're switching with power. Oh, God. That's not what I was going for, but I'll Yeah, so, I don't know. I guess the name is it's a thing, you know. There's not really too much more to, to say on that. So, um, solid C. Yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, so, let's, uh, let's talk about the system itself. Um, we've talked about so many rumors and everything. Now we have it here confirmed what it is. So I'm going to kind of describe this a little bit. Um, so essentially, what this is is Nintendo Switch. Nintendo's marketing this as a home gaming system. This is a new home console um, that you can also uh, take with you on the go. Um, so um, basically, what they're saying is at home, Nintendo Switch rests in the Nintendo Switch dock that connects the system to the TV. Um, and by simply lifting Nintendo Switch from the dock, the system will instantly transition to portable mode. And you have the same great gaming experience now travels with you. Um, so you can bring it with you. Now on the side of the Nintendo Switch, it's just a big screen basically. Um, there are two little controllers that are detachable and those are called the Joy-Con controllers. Um, so you can either just leave them on the Nintendo Switch device and just play as is as one big portable, or you can, there's a little kickstand on the back of the Nintendo Switch. You can pop it down. You can slide out the Joy-Con controllers and, um, play, you know, that way, or you can do two player multiplayer. Um, you can even rotate the controller sideways and, and, and play them that way. Um, there's also this, uh, so when you, when you put the, uh, Nintendo Switch in the dock at home, you can slide in the two controllers into what's called the Joy-Con grip accessory, and it essentially turns that into like a full normal controller. Or there's also a full normal controller, which is the Nintendo Switch uh, Pro Controller. Um, so they're sticking with that Pro Controller naming scheme that they've used in the past. Uh, so, and you can even use the Pro Controller with the Nintendo Switch on the go if you want as well. So it seems like it's cool that you can essentially. Um, the same kind of control scheme, but you just have a freedom of how you want to use those controls. Um, so what did you guys think about that concept and how the system is played? So we're, we're just talking about the concept, right? Yeah. <laughs> before, I, before I jump into the actual design. Um, the concept I think is great. I think we, we've discussed it many times. Um, and I, I think I've shared, uh, many times. So I, I love the idea of it. I love the fact that, you know, people, 
that's just the it's the world we live in nowadays. Um, I mean, I'm gaming so much more. Well, I'll call it gaming on my on my uh, my iPhone a whole lot more than I ever have before because I'm just on the go a lot more. Um, you know, I, I don't have a whole lot of time to, to play games that much at home. I wish I did, um, but I just don't. And, and time is uh, is very slim in, ter- in terms of gaming. And I love the fact that, you know, we talk, you know, these huge games like Xenoblade or something like that. Like, I love the idea of getting into those games, but I just don't have the time to do that anymore. But if I had a system like this where I could play for a little bit here and then all of a sudden I've got to go, but I can, you know, just, you know, switch it over and take it with me. Um, that is really cool. Um, unfortunately, most of the places that I'm going, I'm driving, so I can't really play. Uh, well, I just hop in the car and like play in Zelda while I'm driving. It's no not switch and drive. Thing. Right. No switching and driving. Um, <laughs> never mind. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> and um, so I love the concept. Um, I think it's really cool. I think um, I think it'd be uh, really interesting to to see how it all works out and everything in real life. I think a lot of times in the in the trailer, you know, it, they made it seem like this is so natural for you to just like take it wherever you go and be gaming everywhere. I mean, like people don't really do that, um, but it looked really cool in the in the trailer. And I and I kind of wish I lived in a world where you know, everybody was carrying their uh, their little switch around, and we could, you know, pop the little kickstand out and and play. Uh, you know, after we get done, you know, playing actual basketball, we can like pop it out and play some, you know, NBA 2K or something like that afterwards. That'd be cool, but no one really does that. Um, mostly because you leave your switch on the side, it's probably gonna get stolen while you're actually playing. <laughs> but uh, anyhow. Um, it's an incredibly safe park that they're in. Uh, so, um, yeah, I, I think the concept's great. I'm rambling too much. <laughs> switch and steal. Nintendo switch and steal. <laughs> uh, so, Barry, what do you think of this concept? Uh, I think the concept is great overall. I mean, it's it's only been a matter of time before Nintendo combines their handheld and their home console division. And I think for all of your money, they can still leave uh, Slack and all that and just pretty much put a harp on it. They fail to realize that Nintendo is actually holding up two fronts, and that's not easy to do. Not only is it not easy to do, but it's something they've done since 1989. And in some cases, they were actually holding up three fronts for some period of time. Again, that's not easy. So... When when people complain about droughts and they're like, you know, we'll, we'll do better, we'll do better, they're already pushed to the brim because they're, they're taking care of two consoles. So it's only a matter of time before they merge into one. I mean, flat, flat out, they need to. And again, I've said this in other podcasts, but if you take the 3DS library and the Wii library and you merge them together, you have a system that has no droughts. Every week, practically, there's at least something coming out uh, and something good coming out. Uh, and I think that's important. Now, when I first saw the leak, you know, I was hoping that if it did have detachable controllers, that each one could be its own little NES-style controller and you could actually have uh, two players on the go. And I immediately thought of Smash Brothers because I go to I go to New York Comic Con and a lot of times you're sitting in queue lines. And to be able to pull it out and just go, hey, let's, let's play, you know, right away, 
because when it, when when Smash Brothers came out for 3DS, that's what a lot of people were doing. They were just building little lobbies, and and we remember how the online was that that was not really that great. So it, it worked, but it would have been so much better to actually have you know little screens and people sitting there playing, and it would have gotten the crowd really involved. Uh, so I think that is brilliant. I think the execution appears, and I say appears because no none of us have it. It's a trailer. They can make it you know, make corn muffins for all we know, and it really does it, but it really doesn't. Um, mm, but Nintendo here, corn muffins. Yeah, you go. <laughs> uh, it appears to work. Uh, like, like Steve said, you know, a lot of the scenarios they showed weren't 100% realistic. Uh, and in the real world, uh, that is always something to worry about. Uh, in terms of portability, my biggest love of the 3DS and the 2DS and uh, not the CDS, the original DS and um, even the GBA SP is the clamshell. And the reason I love the clamshell is because you have that screen protected. I can throw it in my pocket, and I don't have to really worry about the screen. You know, I never carry my Vita around, not because I don't like it, because I really do like that system. It's that I am scared that carrying it around is going to damage that OLED screen. And I can put it in a case, and I can carry it around the case, but then I have to unzip the case and pull it out as opposed to the, the 3DS. I can just pull it right out of my pocket, flip it open, and I'm instantly gaming. This thing looks much bigger. And I don't know anybody with pockets that will fit this. Now, I know people carry around iPads and all that jazz. Uh, and even iPads, a lot of them have, like, cases that, like, keyboard will, will cover over or a cover will cover the screen, uh, making it a little safer. I don't know what they're going to do with this. I don't know how they're going to do this because it, it's almost – scary when you think about portability. I mean, say it launches at $300, you bring it outside, someone bumps into you, you drop it, boom, there's your system. They even stated that the dock is not the system. The system is that screen. The dock, they enhance the game. It, it definitely powers it to the TV, but that screen drops and breaks. You're not just out of screen, not like the gamepad on the Wii U where you have to buy another one. The system is still there. That is your system. But you are, they better have this thing attached to a uh, an account system and not the actual system. Oh my God! Yeah, <laughs> hands down, like, no more of that. But that is that is something that worries me in terms of the portability. Uh, and then you have to factor in children will be buying this, even if they market it towards adults. Children will be buying this, especially if you discontinue your 3ds, 2ds line. Uh, children will be buying this. Could you imagine something this big going into schools? trying to fit into backpacks, the little, the joy pads or whatever, you know, getting lost. I mean, how, can you purchase more? You know, like, those are little things. Those things will be lost. Uh, and yes, that's a question. Are they thinking this through for practical use? Because it looks great in the trailer, but in reality, that may not be the case. They're going to have uh, the jackets for all the controllers. <laughs> the the wristbands, the uh, wrist straps, or whatever for everything. <laughs> uh, yeah, the um, it, it's interesting, and and the um, uh, we're gonna talk more about the actual design and the look of the system in just a second. But the one question from the concept that that I kind of raised that I personally want to know too is the multiplayer part. So they showed how you can do two player, right? But can you go up to Four player. I mean, I assume my extra pro controllers thing. and stuff. But like, like, do I need to buy two Switch systems to play with everybody in our house, or is it just because if it's a home console, you think you buy one, but it's a 
portable home console, which is a little like like that's the main question that I have right now. I I agree. I I looked back through the trailer. I watched it several times, and I kept going, "Why am I only seeing two player games?" That I that just stood out really a lot to me. And so I don't know if that was just oversight on their behalf or did it actually mean something. And and there were four player, but it was a two switch system. So it's like, uh oh, what are they trying to say? You know. Right. So. Yeah, which I totally understand. I mean, I, if I were playing on the go with multiplayer on that screen, I would not want four-player split screen on that tiny whatever it ends up being, like a seven-inch screen or something like that. And I don't want four-player split screen on that. Like, basically, what is going on in my little corner? So, so two-player split screen on the go makes sense. But when you plug it into the TV, I got a bigger TV than seven inches it would be nice to be able to do four-player split-screen on those. Right. I have, now to, the, I have to think that when it's hooked up in the dock, it has to have up to four players. That would be a huge oversight. Not every game, but they have to at least uh, they have to at least allow access to that because they were the ones who pioneered it with the N64. Granted, I know like the, the, the 5200 before it you know, had the four, four controllers, but the N64 is really what brought baseline, four-player, uh, you know, multiplayer in the living rooms without having to buy a multi-tap. Uh, right. And, and they were the ones pushing that. The N64 is most famous for four-player local multiplayer. They want to go back to their roots. I don't see them dropping that, especially because the GameCube had it, the Wii had it, the Wii U had it. Hell, the Wii U had five players. Eight. Uh, well, yeah, well, Smash Brothers with the eight, but I mean, like, baseline, like, general for most games. So, right. So yeah, I, I would say it too. I and I'm and I and I hesitate only because of what's shown in the trailer. Um, and I because I because I, I do see them if they market it as a mostly a um, a handheld system, which they're not doing. But if they market it as a handheld system, I could see them going. You know what? You just have to have one for every person in the house, and then you can you know all play together. But they didn't do that. They specifically said it's a home console. So. I really hope they have four, four or more player, you know, support um, when it is connected to your TV. I'm just saying I'll be very disappointed if they don't. Yeah. And I think it depends on price, too. If they price it like a handheld, then that might be a little better. But if it's priced like, you know, 300 350 whatever, it's going to be a lot harder to, to stomach that. And, and honestly, though, I mean, I hope they do four-player. But my prediction is it's not. And the reason that I say it is if you look at the trailer, they really tried to focus on the fact that you could play the game the same way in a lot of different situations. Where, where it's docked in the system, you can have your, your one controller or split them and do your two-player or whatever. But on the go, same control options, whether you have a pro controller or not. Um, they didn't show any touchscreen gameplay, although it's rumored to be a touchscreen. Um, they focused on the same control scheme, whether on a TV or on the go. And if they're showing that, like you said, four-player crowded around a small little screen might be a little difficult. So if they're trying to promote the same way to play, no matter if it's on the TV or on the go, my, my prediction is it's going to be two-player and they're going to say get two switch systems to do you know, four-player or something. But I hope not. We'll see. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I would say one other thing about the just the general concept. Um, I read about this on Twitter too, but 
I think in terms of portability, I think it's really cool that the guts are in the, the screen itself um, because that means to me, hopefully, you can buy multiple docks. And if I could, I could put one dock in my living room and one dock in my bedroom and be able to just take it out and smack it right into the other dock and be ready to go, you know, I can play, you know, when I'm in the bedroom or in the living room right now, I have to take the entire system and unplug it and plug it right back into the other TV and that's a pain in the butt. Or I know several people that have a lot more money than I do, they get multiple systems and they just hook it up to, you know, each um, TV they have. Uh, it's just a pain. But in terms of that portability, if, if they make it capable of doing that, that'd be really cool. You know, I didn't, I didn't think about that idea about multiple dots, uh, and I'm kind of ashamed that I didn't think of that idea um, because that is actually brilliant. And I really, oh. really hope <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm giving you credit that that that, was, that is brilliant, and I really hope they they utilize that. I hope they do, you know, package it with one dot, but then allow you to buy other dots <laughs> because I mean that. They talk about the whole like the Wii U with the off TV and like oh you know this place your kids wanna you know play the game they could do it while you watch TV. This would be great for multi TV households where it's like oh you you know wife wants to watch the big screen TV downstairs but you've got a TV up in your bedroom you could just pop it up and pull in the dock and, and like you said with the guts being in the handheld the dock should be relatively cheap. I mean maybe twenty nine ninety nine dock. I mean that would be like getting a second system. For twenty nine ninety nine, which which would fly off shelves, uh, yeah, I think that that is actually a brilliant idea. As long as you don't drop it on your way, you know, there. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of things like that that it would be nice if they sold separate, like the dock, the Joy-Con controllers, the, all these things, um, the Joy-Con grip to make the full controller out of those. Um, you know, so we'll see if they do and and. I mean, ultimately, they're going to have to offer replacements, but are they actually going to sell them separate, I guess, is is the, the question. So that'll be... Right. That'll and be end up being like the Wii U controller where technically you can buy a replacement, but they never actually ended up utilizing it within the system. You know, and it, it's kind of a hassle to connect a, a new one and it just replaces the one you have. You know, are you going to be able to just swap it out, you know, on the fly? Hey, remember when they told us you would be able to use two Wii U gamepads in the same system? <laughs> Those days. Uh, yeah. Good times. <laughs> uh, um, I want to uh, hop into the uh, the YouTube chat here. Um, so we have all been dubbed uh, white shirt guy, hat guy, and bearded guy by Mary Kish. <laughs> so um, if, if you don't believe us, Mary, yes, we are in the chat. Um that is Hawk is Barry. That's I'm um, I'm me. I mean, okay. Um, <laughs> so, anyways, I just thought that was funny. And then uh, uh, Javery Jefferson has been there as well, commenting. Um, the uh, let's see what they say. Uh, Mary said they should have called it Nintendo Go. I know some people thought about that. Javery said the concept was great. Um, and he was asking, what does the controller look like? If you guys want to see any information, NintendoFuse.com. Um, as well as on our social media, you can go check that out. Uh, Jay Jefferson is also asking, what do you think was the best game that they released? We'll talk about the games in a little bit. Um, so definitely uh, um, stay tuned for, for that discussion. But what I want to discuss now is the actual look of the system a little bit. Um, so again, you can see images on our website and social media. And actually on our um, social media, there's an image that, that was tweeted out that really kind of 
shows you all the different configurations, the Nintendo Switch console, Nintendo Switch dock. They have game cards, so cartridges now, very similar to your like 3DS game cartridges. Um, it shows you the left and right Joy-Cons, the Nintendo Switch Pro Controller, the Joy-Con Grip, all that stuff. You can kind of see all the configurations um, that are available uh, there. So definitely check that out. Um, my initial thought on the system um, is it's, you know, it's, 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 it's a thing. I, I mean, it, it looks, it looks okay. It's, it's not. a thing. <laughs> that that, that seems to be a theme. You, you <laughs> fucking Nintendo Switch. It's a thing. It's a thing. <laughs> um, I mean, it really, like, it, it's, this whole thing is really, it's not bad, but it's not great. It's, I mean, it, it looks, it's, it's a screen and you have your small little controller attachments on it. Um, one thing that is interesting is it does seem to have the Joy-Con grips do seem to have full analog sticks and not circle pads like was rumored. Um, so that is nice. Although the Nintendo Switch Pro controller almost looks like it's an analog stick, but it's like inverted at the top, kind of like a circle pad or something. I, it's a little hard to tell from the little image here. Um, the D-pad is separated out buttons. Uh, kind of like your A, B, X, Y button. So it's it's split up, um, which is different for a Nintendo system. Uh, the dock itself uh, looks okay. I mean, it's a pretty basic design. We really haven't gotten much close-ups. And so I kind of want to see what are the full inputs on this thing, where are your R and L triggers, like all this stuff. Because also, they showed a lot of different games where, like Mario Kart, where you're flipping the controller sideways, the little grip what control options do you have? I know you have your analog stick and your buttons, but do you have triggers? Do you have, like, you know, so I want to see more of the controller and everything up close to kind of see what button inputs you have. Um, but what do you guys think of the look and all the components of, of the system? Is it is it just me? Or when when the, when the screen's in there without the, the controller on the side? Like the, the what are they called? Joy-Cons? Yeah. All right. Um, so anyhow, uh, besides, that's an awful <laughs> name. So I'll take Switch over Joy-Con any day. Um, Joy-Con, whatever. Um, people are not going to call it that. Uh, so <laughs> when it's sitting in there, like the first the first uh, image on there, does it kind of look like a PS2 on its side? Maybe it's just me. It's kind of like uh, a it's like a rectangle, uh, but it kind of juts out at that one side. And it kind of looks like a PS2 on the side. Yeah. Anyhow. Yeah. Um, yeah. It it looks like a developer system. That's just I think it doesn't look like it's in its final form. That's the that's the overall impression that I get. It looks it looks like they did this entire trailer with a concept. Um, still, and I, I don't I don't feel like this is what it should look like in the end. Like even the Pro controller. Like it looks like a very basic controller. There's nothing special about it or anything at all. I mean, at least <laughs> I love the Wii U Pro controller. I really think it was a great design for a controller. Um, I think one of the best ever for Nintendo was the GameCube controller. Um, but I think the Pro controller is um, for the Wii U. It's like a second, really close second to the to the GameCube controller, in my opinion. And I think they could have just taken that exact same controller and just said, "Hey, here it is." You know, we beefed it up a little bit. And we added some new features and everything, but here it is. But it, instead, they've they've switched the the, the analog sticks to go um, Xbox style um, or GameCube style, if you prefer. 
um, and, you know, puts the right stick back on the bottom. And it does have the triggers. I've seen other pictures and stuff. It does have the triggers and the, and the, bumper, and the bumpers. Um, I don't know if those are analog triggers or not, or if they're, like, just click ones like they've done the last couple of systems. Um, so, but, yeah, just overall, I just, I feel like it's just, it's like a, it's an unfinished system, like, in terms of design what we have. I mean, it looks like a, it's like a kind of matte finish, but it's not polished. It's like the controller's kind of, I don't know, it almost kind of seems like it's see-through in a way. Um, it, the, the, it's got this interesting mix between like some kind of shiny black and some kind of matte gray. And it kind of looks, it just looks like it's, it's the, the concept, you know, still, or the developer system that they're, they're sending out to people. It's, it seems like very interesting and and with them switching i think that's part of the reason why they switched the analog stick is so that when you take those joy cons off the side um you can still have the analog stick on the left side for for each of the joy cons um it almost seems like there's buttons on the top of those but it all like those could be the, the little places that it connects to the screen too so i'm not sure if those are shoulder buttons on there or not um so i'm guessing they probably have some sort of motion control. They didn't talk about it at all. They didn't really show it off. I think it's interesting that when we shot, we saw Splatoon, it's completely on the screen. Um, right now, you play, play Splatoon, and it is kind of a dual screen experience. You don't use the bottom screen a whole lot, but there are some certain things that you need the bottom screen for. Um, and so, I don't know. I think it's uh, overall, I was just like, I hope they're still doing some more work on it, because I think they could make this better. You know, I can actually see, again, I didn't think much of it being a developer's unit. I can see it being a retail release. But the more you talk about it, the more I could also see it being a developing unit. And you, mean, you, you think about when the Nintendo DS was first shown and a lot of famously pulled it out of the jacket. When you look at that DS, it's the same color scheme. It's silver, black, Silver and looks nothing like the, the launch DS. Uh, also, another system that uses that same pattern is the Ouya. If you look at the Ouya controller and compare it to the, the Joy-Con dock controller, it, it's virtually the same with the same color scheme. Uh, that's not saying it's a good thing, uh, but but if this is the final thing, it's the final thing, and, and you know, we can complain about it all we want. Nintendo's not going to care. They're still going to get our money. Um, and there will be there will be a, a, a Nintendo Switch Slim now with track lighting, you know, going up and down uh, that will come out in a few years after that. But I'm okay with it because it does look sleek enough. Like the the tablet part looks sleek enough. Uh, the portability part looks sleek enough. It's more like the dock to me that looks the weirdest, and the Joy-Con controller when there. The the Pro controller I'm fine with. It looks good. It looks comfortable. Some people I've seen were complaining that it was tiny. Uh, I'm not sure of the actual size. Um, but I'm going to say it's got to be around the Wii U Pro controller size-ish. Yeah. Uh, I don't see it too much bigger than that. They're not going to go Xbox Duke tier, but they're also not going to do like those um, Afterglow third-party controllers that are like <laughs> tiny little things uh, either. Um, so I think, I think it's too early to discuss that. But it very well may have been a developer unit. I mean, Nintendo is even known for, for launching consoles. They pioneered it for the most part with the Play It Loud series back in the day. 
And even the Wii U launched with a black and a white. Uh, so who knows what they're going to do with this. They'll, they'll probably will launch it with colors. I've seen people do color schemes and it looks great. Um, the collectors like myself will go crazy if they say, hey, launching with eight different colors. Just be like, I hate you so much right now. You know, like, <laughs> like eh, I want them all, but I can't uh, kind of deal. So I don't know. I, I, do, I think they'll sell well. I think they'll sell out. But I definitely think they need to do something for more mass market appeal because they've already got us us being the hardcore Nintendo fans, people who, you know, love Nintendo games and buy Nintendo systems just for Nintendo games, uh, they've got them. The 12 million people that bought a Wii U, it's almost a safe assumption that 6 to 10 million of those will buy a Switch sometime in the life cycle. They need to capture that other 80 million that they lost with the Wii, uh, and that's where they need to, to target their, their direction. And I do think making it a little sleeker, making it a little bit more consumer-friendly, making it more appealing uh, and less like a dev unit will work in their favor. Right. Definitely. Um, I personally think that this is a final or close to final unit simply because we're five months away at this point, and I feel like there's been so many rumors and stuff about the system for a while, and as far as like starting to ramp up production and all that kind of stuff, so um, it seems like it's probably going to be pretty close to final. I just, I want to see more up close images of some of this stuff. Um, yeah, I do. I did kind of Google and just look at some other images and stuff here too. So I do see what you're talking about, uh, Steve, with like the little, like almost translucent top piece, but then the rest is not like, it is a little odd, just the, it's not like consistent. Um, but also I do see the triggers. The, um, there is a little square button. So there's a home button and on the other side is a little square button. Um, I'm going to talk about what one of the, what one of the rumors says that is, um, and then the little Joy-Con controllers do seem a little tiny, at least in this one image I'm looking at. But it's hard to tell if there are triggers or not. Um, if there are, then the triggers are where the to the system too, which would be kind of interesting. So um, yeah, they they are on there on the ends. So like when it's attached to the 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 screen itself, you have the triggers where they normally would be, and they're they're attached to the Joy-Con controllers. So I don't know if they're usable because that'd be really weird having buttons on the end of your thing. Yeah. But I don't know if there's a replacement, like when you're actually playing just with that, if there's something on the inside, like on the, or would be on the top um, when you're playing with that. But those, those are still, those are attached to the end of it there. So. Yeah. Also, it's hard to tell. Um, this trailer, we don't know when this was recorded. Um, we do know that it was supposed to be shown in September, um, but there was a delay. Um, but but this, for all we know, this could have been re- being recorded March. Uh, we, we really don't know. You know, they could just use computers to superimpose whatever gameplay they want to put on there to show us. But all this could have been done quite a bit ago. Uh, so it very well could be a dev system. Who knows? That is true. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, I'm sure, you know, again, this is just kind of the initial reveal of it. So I'm sure we'll see a lot more of it soon. But it definitely... It whets your appetite, but it's like, you know, you want to see more of uh, of what's on the way. Um, so definitely very, very interesting. The So what I wanted to kind of um, discuss a little bit before we get into some of the games and stuff, since we're talking about the system itself. So if you're following any of the rumors, and we kind of talked about some of these rumors on previous podcasts, um, there are some folks uh, that 
gave a lot of rumors and they came true. And they have a couple of other rumors that I wanted to discuss related to the hardware. So Emily Rogers is uh, one person. And then uh, Laura Dale. Um, so those two folks have really been kind of pushing a lot of these these rumors. They even said that uh, pretty close to when the announcement happened, they said, you know, Thursday is going to be a big day. And then, of course, everything kind of came after that. So I just want to read a couple of their other rumors that they said. So uh, region free, by the way, is one thing they said. And they also tweeted out and one of them, Laura, I think, said she is 100% confident that it is region-free. And the same source that told her, you know, the Thursday announced all this stuff, you know, told her all this information. So um, so we have a region-free system. Um, so that's big. Uh, 6-inch or maybe 6.2-inch multi-touch screen. They didn't show the touch capability, but multi-touch. Touch screen at 720p resolution, 32 gigabytes built-in internal storage, SD card support. Supports USB 2.0 and 3.0. The dock has two USB 2.0 USB ports and one 3.0 USB port. Uh, portable devices around 14 to 15 millimeters in thickness. Um, let's see what else. Camera and microphone are not built into the and into the switch. So if there is a camera or mic, it must be separate. So this actually does not have it, which is kind of interesting. There's no mic, which you know we've had for a while too. Um, the uh, it said cooling is a little, still a little noisy, so I don't know if the final product, you know, we'll have that. Detachable controllers, motion controls, and next-gen vibration technology. So apparently it does have motion controls. And I think uh, Laura was tweeting saying that Nintendo didn't really show the motion controls right now because they didn't want to, like, muddle, like, the message that they are showing with the system right now and just focusing more on the concept. Um, but uh, apparently motion controls. That little square button they're saying is like a share or social button, basically. So um it'll be similar maybe to the ps4 share button or something there are at least two shoulder buttons battery life uh they put and eh, not great somebody else is mediocre um so there's that below ps4 and xbox one and raw power supports unreal engine 4 and unity engine um so those are just some of the little details that uh that they mentioned about the Steve, I thought of something. If if some of that stuff is true, and the dock has two USB 2.0s next to each other, then that's the answer to all of us that love the GameCube controller, because we can take the GameCube adapter from the Wii U and plug it into the USB there, and on the home console, use the GameCube controller. That's what they're doing. And that dock better have USB. If it doesn't, if they mess up, um, it, it better at, like, I, I don't know. I, I would like to see, um, I would like to see that the, the controller itself, the, the, the screen, for lack of a better term, everything else has got a name. Why don't I got a name? The screen. Mm-hmm. I guess that is the switch. So I like yeah, to see the so switch itself up, up, up close to see if, if the console itself has any, um, any other ports or anything on it you know, anything like that. Um, we know the, the game cartridge, and that's about it. Um, there was something you said at the beginning that they were talking about, but I wasn't really sure. I can't remember what it was right now that I was going to comment on. Um, uh, Steve's going what to I said at the beginning, pulling it up again, the <laughs> region-free multi-touch screen. Uh, oh, 
region free. Oh yeah, the the screen better be multi-touched. I'll smack <laughs> Reggie the next time I see him. If that's not the case. Um, if it's touch screen at all, it better be multi-touch. But the uh, region free, I I don't know. Do you guys know enough about uh, the technology behind the games? Is that like I know a lot of the handhelds. I don't know if all because I just can't remember off the top of my head. But a lot of our of the Nintendo handhelds have been region free. Not all of them, but a lot of them have been. Is it easier to do with cartridges based on like in contrast to disc, or is that just a coincidence? I think, I think it's more. Oh, I was gonna say I think it's a coincidence because like the PS4 is region free, and that's that's this. Um, and then if you look at the handhelds, like the DS and the DS uh, Lite are both region free. Uh, but the DSi and the DSi Excel are not. Um, so I wouldn't necessarily say it's cartridge. Uh, it makes it easier. Uh, you know, the Vita is using different cartridges, and that's also region-free. Uh, it's just whether or not the manufacturer, Nintendo, Microsoft, Sony, chooses to allow that access. Uh, okay. And I know originally they were like, oh, we don't want people importing games. I think it's past that, that would be region free. If someone wants to get a Japanese game earlier, European game that wasn't released here, especially with Nintendo of America, screwing us over on a lot of releases. Like, at least let us play the game. You made it already. Let us pay the extra money to import if you at least want to play your game. Right. I think it makes it makes a lot of sense, especially for 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 one that is more portable, because they're like, you could actually take that over to, you know, a, a trip to another country and you see a game over there, maybe you want to pick it up while you're there. Um, but, oh, crap, I can't play it on my U.S. system, but now you can. So that's that's kind of cool. Um, it kind of makes sense. And yeah, I've never imported a game before, but it's nice to know that I can if I want to. Um, the memory, that's what I was going to talk about. Um, what did you say again? 32 on board with just SD yeah. card storage? Yeah. Which is a huge mistake. I really hope that rumor is not true. That's that was stupid. Too good. Right. Because the thing is, you can't have an external hard drive because, what, you plug it in the dock, but you take it on the go, your games are gone. Right. It doesn't work. Right. So you have to have it on a memory card, and then you take these full-blown console games that are, like, going to fill up these memory cards. How do you do it? Yeah. Well, I mean, it'd be great if you... If you but... It was like, if you, get, if you get cartridges, okay, cool. But if... I think most... Barry is going to still buy all the cartridges. <laughs> but but a lot of us are trying to go digital because it's easier to take around. You don't have to have this whole bag of cartridges to take with you on the go or to deal with and everything. And so if they're pushing this digital store and online store and everything, like I would assume they would, yeah, where are you going to put them? Here. This is this. <laughs> they make these accessories, okay? I got and that's something else but I got to carry. But you have to take it out of the system <laughs> and swap the game oh. and... What if you Honestly. drop it? What if you drop it? What if a dog eats it or something? I mean, <laughs> if you drop the system, you're, you're SOL anyway. That's your whole system. So, but I will say this. Okay, so for whatever reason, I've I've decided. So I think I, I mentioned on last podcast that I got an Xbox One, and so I have been a little more um, conscientious if I buy a disc or or um, download a game on that uh, more than I have for my Nintendo systems because I know I'm keeping the Nintendo, excuse me, um, the Nintendo system. 
and I know I'm going to keep almost every game that I buy for it. And so I know that I'll probably just download it and keep it on there. I'll play it all the time. But there's been a couple times, especially like sports-related games like FIFA, that I got um, I got it cheaper, number one, because a couple times I get it used. But I can also get, um, like, if it's a yearly thing, an annual game, like a, like a sports game, <laughs> I will be able to, you know, trade it in and get the next one, you know, a couple years later or whatever. And so I have more disc games for my Xbox than I have for my Wii U. And it is a... I, I say this is a totally personal problem, and I understand this, and I'm lazy. I'll just say that up front. But it's a pain in the butt when I got to get off my couch and I go walk over to the, across the room and switch off the disc when it would be so much easier to just be like, push the button on there and then play a different game. My God. I know. I'm, did, did I, you I, not hey, I have my damn Nintendo and come on. <laughs> I have the when I, when I had that, I was in a tiny little room, my bedroom, and my Nintendo was always within arm's reach. Now I'm in a little bigger, bit of bigger living room, and so now I'm lazy. Yeah, but at least you don't have to blow on the disc to get them to work, okay? <laughs> See, I haven't played you don't know. VR and same thing. Like, I have the headset on. I'm like, oh, wait, I want to go switch and play a different game. I got to lift up the headset or, like, swap out and make sure I don't run into not something, and, you know? I, I do it, too. It's on. It's not that bad, okay? <laughs> and, 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 you know, first off, First off, you have people in your house, too. You have more people in your house than I do. That so you could say, hey, hey, anybody out there, I can't see. Would, would you change the disc for me? And they'll do it, I'm sure. Uh, no, they're just, they're just going to video them and stick it in his next, or on uh, their next vlog or something like that. And yeah, probably. Be like, yeah, look at, look at Hudson walking around trying to change his own disc with the headset still on. Do party game. <laughs> the tail and the donkey, change the disc in the PlayStation 4. <laughs> but still, I mean, it's just, it's such a pain. I mean, I do like, most of the time I, I think of cartridges and I think there's probably some rewrite, rewrite memory on, on cartridges themselves. And, and so I think if you're a, a person that's going to be getting mostly physical media, then it's probably not going to be that big of a deal um, for you to only have 32 um, on board. But I just, it just seems so little. And, and for, I don't know, I almost kind of feel like they're going to try to at least appeal to the um, media, uh, like make it some sort of a media system as well, because that's just, you know, any, you know, gaming system is not just gaming anymore. And even installing those apps, like, you know, you're installing Netflix and Amazon and, you know, Voodoo and whatever, Plex and everything else, those are going to take up space. And all of a sudden your 32 gigabytes is going to be gone before you know it. And you're going to have to get an SD card. And, you know, SD cards are getting bigger and bigger. I know you, I think that you can get them as big as, what, 256 or maybe like 512 gigabytes now. Do they do one terabyte now? Yeah. So they exist, but they're like, I don't know, how much is a one terabyte SD card? Not, not, not that expensive. Okay. I really, really so. are not that. You know, I'm just going to look on Amazon right now. Yeah, so I'm <laughs> yeah. checking right now. Yeah. Oh, geez. So there's a 512 gigabyte one for 300. 300. Uh, okay. That's what I was thinking. They were 100. You're gonna. It's gonna be the same uh, cost as the whole system. It's gotta be something. Oh yeah. I don't. I gotta. <laughs> this is. Yeah. I don't know. Because I got <laughs> Which one do I you want to buy? Do I buy another switch or do I buy an SD card? Right. Well, 
I'm I'm looking here. There's a 128 for $40. I mean, that's not bad for 128. Here's, you know, it also depends. Keep in mind, there's there's multiple makers of SD cards. Here's a 256 for 79.99 PNY. I mean, and I'm, and there's I want many. one that's gonna last. <laughs> well, I mean, here's here's the thing. First off, I agree with you on the 32 gig. I think it's too small. Uh, plain and simple, it's too small. Um, and I'm not a digital person, and I know it's too small. Uh, especially considering I'm running out of room on my 500 gigabyte PS4 already, and I haven't even touched 90% of my games. Um, so yeah, it. I think it's a mistake. I think it should have gone to 128 in the base memory. But, and this is a big but, they do allow you to do SD cards. And the reason that's a saving grace is you look at one of the reasons the Vita failed. The main reason Vita failed was not because Sony stopped supporting it. It was because people didn't want to purchase the system because of the memory card. Because Sony wanted its own memory card. And if you want the 32 gigabyte memory card for the PlayStation Vita, it was over $100. So you're buying a $250 system plus another $100 memory card. That's $350. That's, that's too much. So the fact that you can get a 256 memory card or 256 gigabyte uh, memory card, SD card, for $80, and that's right now. Keep in mind there's sales all the time on this. And by the time it comes out in March, they will be cheaper uh, because the, the price of the stuff just comes down. So you know, okay, you add an extra eighty dollars onto the price if if you're gonna be a big digital person. That gives you two hundred and fifty six gig. That's that's a lot. And especially if you're gonna re download and, and save your favorite games. And here's the other thing. You can you can make an S D card for like travel and just put your travel games on there and then pop it out and put like a party and like when you're home and for party you know, whatever. You could kinda of make playlists out of memory cards and just pop in whatever you want. So in that regard it's not terror bad. Like, I'm trying to look at the positive. <laughs> now I'm imagining your little I mean, case of three games, except they're just yeah. three memory cards. Yeah, see? You yeah. You just, which one do I need today? Uh, you should work for Nintendo Marketing. <laughs> I, I would love that job. <laughs> try, to, try, to just, try to justify this. Um, I just think it's, it's dumb. I, I can't help it. <laughs> Why would they do that? I, 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 other than cutting back costs, I mean, but it can't cost that much to get it in bulk and just stick it's some bigger memory, memory in there. <laughs> well, here's that? the thing. Here's, here's something. You have to yeah. You're probably right. You're probably right that that uh, it shouldn't be cost. But what if it is? And I, I'm just giving you completely hypothetical here because we don't actually have costs. We we don't know price. But let's say they can release the system at 199 okay? That is a very attractive price. So I think it's going to be nifty. I'm just using that as a base. Now, if they said, oh, come on, why don't you give us 64 gig or 128? And they said, well, we get it cheaper, but remember, Nintendo doesn't sell at a loss. They always sell for money. They say we could do it, but that would drive, even in bulk, that would drive up the price to 250 or closer to 300 Now, you may say, hey, I would still pay it. But but if you ask consumers, general consumers, not gamers, what looks more attractive, one ninety nine, two forty nine, or two ninety nine? They're going to tell you one ninety nine. That's always going to look more attractive. Now they might do what they did with the Wii U, where they have a base model and then they might do a deluxe model, 
So then they say here 199 with the 32 gig or 299 with a game thrown in, and now it's 128 gig on board. And that will certainly be more attractive. So we don't know yet. Yeah. It's too unknown. Yeah, I, I, I would like it if they did that. Um, who knows if they will. But I, I, I think it would be a wise choice to to split them and, and, do, a, and do two different models. Um, but at the same time, I mean, I don't know. I mean, at, at some point, you just got to realize, like, yeah, and, and an iPad for $200 would be incredibly attractive as well, but it's going to look like an iPad for $200. Um, <laughs> and I paid that price because it's an iPad, and it looks awesome. And and if I want a Nintendo system that's going to be crap, then okay, yeah, I'll pay a couple hundred dollars, um, and it's not going to be that great, and it's probably going to fall or break the first time I drop it. And um, and all this other stuff we've been talking about, but I would I think a lot of people would be willing. I mean, not a huge premium price, but bump the price up a little bit if that means more excellence. I agree, and that's why I do think they should do multiple models. Um, but you have to remember by making it a hybrid. When when they released the Wii U, their competition, whether they wanted to admit it or not, was the PlayStation Three and the Xbox 360. They were both very soon replaced by the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One. They don't want to admit that they have to compete, but they're competing. Technically, they're competing with all media for attention, even the Internet. But their main direct competitors are those two. Now that they're going into the handheld with this, they're also competing with the 3DS competitors, which is Vita, which is smartphones, which is tablets like the iPad. So now it's got competitors on both fronts. So they have to price it accordingly. They have to make it not too cheap that people question the quality, but cheap enough to compete with both the PlayStation 4, Xbox One front and the iPad, iPhone, Vita front. And that is a difficult thing to balance. Yeah, I agree. It, it's kind of uh, unfortunate they put themselves in this situation. Um, because, yeah, coming where it is and the cycles of other systems that they are competing against, it, it does make it incredibly difficult. Right. Yeah, I think a lot of it, you know, will come down to whatever price point and stuff that they that they end up revealing. So we'll kind of wait and see on that. I'm sure we'll get some of that information pretty soon since it's five months away. They'll have to do pre-orders, all that stuff, um, as well as, you know, announcing all their, their games and everything. So we got a couple of teases of some of the games coming and a list of publishers on board, um, but we still have a lot more information to come. So as far as games, they, they briefly showed Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. I mean, they all knew it was coming. Uh, they briefly showed a brand new 3D Mario game. Uh, they showed Splatoon. It was actually a big uh, focus a little bit too, which is kind of cool. Is it Splatoon from Wii U remade? Is it a sequel? What is it? We don't know. Uh, they showed a new Mario Kart, maybe? It looked kind of like Mario Kart 8, except there were two item slots and there was King Boo. So, like, some elements of Mario Kart Double Dash, kind of, too. So, I, I don't know. Uh, was it just a random concept they threw together? Who knows? Um, an NBA game. Uh, a little bit of a Skyrim. Um, so, some interesting choices. Some Some... Some uh, big, you know, uh, you kind of cover different markets, your sports games, your Skyrim, so uh, big third party right there, and then 
your your heavy hitters with Zelda and Mario, and Splatoon is a big new IP and everything too. Uh, Mario Kart, you know, so like they they really kind of tease these these big games, uh, and they have a whole list of uh, publishers as well. I'm not going to read the whole list, but if you go to NintendoFuse.com, uh, the the article that we have about the Nintendo Switch has the list of companies uh, there as well. Um, now, granted, to what capacity are all these third parties supporting the system? We don't know because we see this every year. You know, the 3DS, I remember all these, you know, developers lined up on the screen at their conference or whatever. All these systems, they come out the gate and say they have all these great games to support and then they just disappear. So who knows what's going to happen with the Switch? But um, seemingly they're teasing some stuff coming. What did you guys think of the little game teases that, that we saw and then the third-party support? Yeah, I, I thought it was good. I had to go back and watch it like a, a third time um, because the second time I watched it was very quick. But the, the third time when finally I actually saw it was Skyrim um, or something like Skyrim, uh, at least, because uh, I thought it was – Zelda looks so good. I thought it was Zelda still. And it was like, wow, it's really cool and everything. And, and people were talking, wow, Skyrim was showing off. I'm like, it was? Really? Oh, that's cool. I'll have to go back and watch it again. Um and uh, so I think that was cool because, like, the first time I did watch it, I was like, you know, it would be very better if we had some more third-party support in this trailer. Um, and then, <laughs> lo and behold, they got Bethesda. Um, so I'm like, oh, I guess that's a pretty big name. Um, um, and so, uh, yeah, I think it was interesting. The NBA game had no Martin, like, no names on it at all, like, in terms of, like, uh developers anything and it wasn't like branded like 2k it wasn't branded ea sports or anything like so i have no idea what game that was if it was just like a rendering that they put together um on the fly um or maybe it I, it was there and i just didn't see it because i didn't see skyrim the first time um and so i think just overall it was a, it was a cool um wide range of of games shown off i think i don't know for sure but i think what you said earlier about them probably putting that, like superimposing them later, I think is probably what happened. I think they probably just got a bunch of actors in there and said, hey, play like, act like you're playing this kind of game. And then we're going to put that on the screen later. Um, but uh, yeah, I think if, if they keep going down this track, I think it'd be good. <clears throat> yeah, I, uh, I think the more I think about it, the more I think I'm right about that superimposing thing, uh, especially considering, I know this is, a little slightly upsetting, but not totally telling. Uh, both Bethesda and uh, 2K, uh, they both stated that they are working with Nintendo. They're happy working with Nintendo. They're happy to be part of the announcement, but they have no games to announce at this time, um, which is kind of like getting confirmation of Skyrim Remastered and NBA 2K and then kind of getting it taken away. Uh, do I think they're still coming? Probably. I don't, I don't see why they wouldn't, but it all depends on the publisher. For all I know, Nintendo said, hey, don't say anything, and then next week we're going to have a giant sizzle reel, kind of like what we did with the Wii, where everything's going to be shown off, and that's where we're going to officially announce it. But we, but we put them there just to say, hey, look, we're having sports games. Hey, look, we're having big third-party support. Even though Skyrim technically is a five-year-old game, uh, it is getting remastered, so uh, I guess it's kind of relevant. And it's a big game, so hey, look, this big game is going to be portable. That's kind of cool. As for the other stuff, Breath of the Wild, um, that one we know is coming 100% back, so cool. Uh, the new Mario game, um, 
I think it's legit. I think, you know, they've they've been working on what since Mario 3D World came out, so it's got to be something, um, and I'm looking forward to it. I really like the look. I hope it's more Mario 64, Sunshine Galaxy than it is 3D Land, 3D World style, um, but I'll play it regardless because it's Mario. Uh, as for Mario Kart and Splatoon, they seem to be the most heated debates online about these two. And my personal opinion, and of course this is my personal opinion, you guys may disagree, the listeners may disagree, and that's perfectly fine. I think what they're doing is they're taking the resources they have from Wii U, um, and they are using those engines because it's very cheap to do that. It's not out of the ordinary. And, you know, Nintendo did it with Majora's Mask. It's running off the Ocarina of Time engine, for example. Um, it's a way to cheaply and quickly get out a game. So I I almost want to say that's like Mario Kart 8 Definitive Edition, but the other part of me really believes it's Mario Kart 9. <clears throat> and what they're doing is they're going to add in all new tracks using that engine. And like Super Circuit on the Game Boy Advance, when you beat all the tracks, you unlock all the Mario Kart 8 tracks, including DLC, since it's easy to port over. That will appease Mario Kart 8 fans because they'll not only get new tracks but be able to play the old ones they like, and it will also appease those that never had a Wii U because now they're getting all these brand-new tracks that they never had. And if that's the case, please, please, please put in a proper battle mode. For the love of God, put in a proper battle mode. <laughs> as, for, as for Splatoon, I think the same thing. I think it's a sequel because it shows new outfits and, and new map and new hairstyle. And they're going to incorporate all the Wii maps because it's the same coding into there uh, as extra content. Um, and this way, those that did get to play Splatoon on the Wii or the Wii loved it, like, oh, cool, now we get more content. And those that didn't but heard good things, now they're getting a better deal. And I think Smash Brothers is going to be the same thing. They're going to take Smash Wii U, they're going to take that entire game, and they're just going to add on to it using that code. New characters, new stages new trophies, new challenges, whatever they're going to do, switch it up a bit, maybe a proper story mode. And I think they'll probably do that with some other Wii U games because, you know, I was talking with somebody online and they're they're talking about how Nintendo gets a pass when they kind of remaster a game where other companies get crap. And I think Nintendo's in a special case in this. And what I mean by that is, let's look at the PlayStation 4. Sony did Last of Us Remastered. They did God of War 3 HD. Um, and these are two big games. These are games that sold millions of copies. These are games that were played. And they were also games on a system that had 80 million, 80 plus million uh, units out there. That's a lot. So there's a huge audience already. So to re-release them again, especially so quickly, it, it's almost like a cash cashing in. Nintendo is taking these games. Obviously, they're adding stuff. Even if it's Mario Kart 8, you know, uh, Ultimate Edition and Splatoon Ultimate Edition, they're clearly adding stuff. They're adding mechanics. Um, but these are games that were put out on a system that sold a whopping 12 million units that, while granted, did sell well. I, I think they sold over you know, 2 million each. Uh, they still didn't reach the audience that they could have. So is it cheap to do it? Is it easy to do it? Absolutely. Will it help them uh, pan out the system launch and the launch window? Absolutely. But I think it's a smart decision, and I think if they do that with more Wii U games, is it admitting the Wii U is dead? Is it nails in the Wii U's coffin? Absolutely. Um, does it mean the Wii U version of the games are bad? No, you can still pick them up and play them and have fun. But I think they're focusing on the on the, the Switch. I almost said NX. And uh, and 
and they that that's the smart thing to do. Much like they're putting Poochie and, and Yoshi Woolly World and, and Mario uh, Maker 3DS uh, out padding the 3DS this holiday because they're focusing so much on, on the uh, Switch. And I'm sure there's going to be a Super Mario Maker Switch, uh, you know, game where they're going to do the similar things with added new stuff. Um, it's just a matter of time. Definitely. And I guess the uh, the next question is, when is that time? When do we when do we find out more about these games, right? I mean, that's that's the biggest thing. I, I do want to mention uh, Laura, one of the the sources that had a lot of these these rumors that came true, has been saying uh, by the end of the month, we're we're going to get the uh, uh, like more specs and everything on the system sent out like via press release or something like that. But she also tweeted saying expect price, date, specs, and specific games expanded on by the end of the month. Uh, investor call. So she mentioned the investor briefing, which is on the 26th, next Wednesday. Um, so by the end of the month, at least, you know, the investor briefing or, or around that time, um, supposedly, there's a chance we're going to get some of these other uh, details alongside it. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, you know, I expect we're going to get it soon. Um, and I would expect that they'd want to get all that stuff out now before the holidays. Because then once the holidays come, they're going to want to focus on their current stuff they're going to be selling. And then they wait until after that, it's going to be too late. They want to get pre-orders, all that kind of stuff, too. So I expect it'll be pretty soon. Um, but uh, I kind of wish they would have, like, while they have this preview trailer out there, like, tell us when the next news is coming. Because you have everybody's attention, that sort of thing. So that's a little disappointing. Um, but uh, I expect we'll get the stuff soon and, and hopefully, you know, all this all these Wii U resources and other stuff they've been pulling, like hopefully this is all going to culminate in this amazing launch and everything. So I don't know. We'll see. Um, yeah, yeah, fingers crossed, I guess. What do you guys think? It'd be, uh, it'd be nice. I think the times that they've done um, rollouts of information over time has been cool. I think a lot of people really enjoy the Smash Brothers rollouts. You know, when you, when they used to have, you know, that all the time, um, especially with the dojo and then, you know, the picture of the day and you have different, you know, stuff. And it's, it's exciting because it keeps, keeps the, the, the hype going for a long time. And they're doing something similar with Pokemon Sun and Moon. Um, you know, everyone, every so often, you know, they'll release some more information. So I think that's cool. Um, it'd be nice to know if that's actually going to happen or not, instead of just going, I hope it is. Um, if, if they do it, it'd be cool. But I don't know. I have no clue if that's what they're going to do. They might just, you know, release this, release them, you know, a bit more information at the end of the month and just go silent for the rest of the time until March. Um, we don't know. It's, we're so in the dark about, you know, what they're going to do right now, which is, I don't, I don't know. Like, part of me thinks, you know, I'd rather, like, because right now I'm just like, ah, I wish I had it right now, but I have to wait till March. And so... Is that better for me to only have to wait? What it was like three, you know, six months now, um, or you know, would I be more crazy if you know I knew this a year ago and I'd have to wait, you know, a year and six months? I don't know, um, but it'd be nice to know something, I think, but then I'd still have to wait. So, to be fair, we've been waiting for two years now. So whether we knew or not, we were always speculating, so we were always waiting. 
so that's, that, that almost seems like a moot point, really. It's kind of the worst of both worlds. We got the information. Right. No matter what, we're waiting. What we were waiting. <laughs> um, it almost felt like the trailer that they did was the beginning of a direct, and I kind of expected Reggie to appear. And with, like, what you just saw was the Nintendo Switch. Here it is. Let's talk about it. But no, no, we didn't get that. Um, after the investor meeting, I read something that said it wasn't going to be there. I hope I'm wrong. Uh, I hope the 26th next Wednesday we get more information. Um, but I do think Nintendo is in a very, very difficult position this holiday because they have to be careful how they give out the information because while the Wii U, I don't think they're even looking at Wii U sales. If they sell anything Wii U, uh, they're going to be happy. Um, but they have no other game coming out, like themselves. Uh, as far as I'm aware, uh, Color Splash, I think, was their last big game for this holiday and the last exclusive game for the time being since Zelda's on the, the Switch. They still have the 3DS to sell. They have 3DS that they could push. They've got the NES Classic Mini coming out, which is its own little thing, and I think that's why it's coming out to supplement the Wii U sales that they're not going to have. But they don't want to deter people from buying a brand-new 3DS uh, when just in a few months after, they're going to have a new Nintendo Switch that will be portable as well. Uh, so it's almost like they're shooting themselves in the foot despite doing that Nintendo 3DS Direct, despite saying that they're going to support the 3DS until 2018, uh, and despite the other great games that we know that are still coming out, like Dragon Quest VIII and Pokemon Sun and Moon this holiday, and, you know, Monster Hunter Stories will probably come over, and Yo-Kai Watch 3, and Pikmin, uh, and Mario Maker and Yoshi and all that. We know they're still coming. But the average consumer finds out about this. They see this trailer. Oh, March. Well, Mom, here's what I want for Christmas. I would rather not get a Christmas present and get it in March. And I'll, you know, be a good boy and I'll wait. Uh, and, and say, okay, well, it's easier on the parents. They don't have that much less to spend in December. They could save till March. Which means that 3DS that the kid wanted is now going to sit on the store shelves and not sell. Uh, so they have to be careful about that. They're really shooting themselves in both feet, one Wii U and one, one 3DS. I don't know any kid, I, though, that would say, don't get me a gift for Christmas. I know. They're like, I, don't, I, I want uh, this and I want that. That's what they're say. I want both. <laughs> exactly. But they're not going to say Nintendo. That's the thing, though. They're going to say, yeah, I want the Xbox that I don't have yet. I want the PS4 that I don't have because all my friends have that. And then when March comes around, yeah, they'll they might say, yeah, I want the Nintendo as well. But because the let's say the Xbox and the PS4 are definitely better than the Wii U um, in terms of a lot of areas, not every area, but a lot of areas. And so they're going to go. That's what I want instead. Um, and yeah, that 3DS is going to sit on the shelf because they're going to look at it and go, yeah, it's kind of old now. And then the new Nintendo is coming out later. And so yeah, I don't even want the 3DS. Just leave it there. And uh, I'll wait until March to get my exactly. new Nintendo. Especially with the PlayStation 4 having now the Slim model and the, the Pro will be out for holiday. Xbox One has the S and Scorpio coming. And some people are like, oh, I'm going to hold off for Scorpio. I'd rather just have money and save up. Uh, they're in a really, really tough position um, because I, I would hate to honestly be them this, this Christmas. And I, I said that last Christmas because everything got delayed. You know, Star Fox got delayed. And Zelda got delayed, and we said the same thing. Boy, this is going to be a rough Christmas, but I think this one's almost worse because of because of that. Yeah. See, it'll be very interesting to see how 
how the sales and stuff go. And then next year, you know, switch things up with the uh, Nintendo Switch. So nah. <laughs> I feel like that, that's going to be a thing now. We're just going to, like, totally wear it out already. Um, <laughs> uh, it's a thing, you know. Um, <laughs> so that's pretty much it for the Nintendo Switch. Anything else that you guys wanted to uh, to discuss from, from today? No. Yeah. Just imagine if the announcement today took as long as our explanation of it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, man. So, you know, I guess uh, we'll just wait and see now. We're back to the waiting game. One more information is going to come. There's the investor briefing on Wednesday the 26th. So we'll see uh, what, if anything, comes out of that or around that time as well. Um, and, yeah, we will be back at some point to discuss uh, the latest. I know we took a break last month. I got married, so pretty busy. Um, but uh, I'm back now, and uh, um, we are – excited to discuss the Nintendo Switch and anything else that uh, that comes along. Um, Barry, are you still there? Or... Doesn't seem like it. He might be there on YouTube, but he's not there on our call. Yeah, I'm not sure. It says you're not muted on the call. Let me mute you and then unmute you and see if that does anything. Um I'm trying. It's not muting you now either. So talk to you for well, I hope that doesn't mean that we're stuck on this call forever too. <laughs> It'd be like before at one time. For that, it's been more than once. But. Yeah, it won't even let me mute or unmute you. So um, not sure. Uh, I'll keep trying. Um, you're going to call back. Okay. Sounds good. Um, so yeah, so basically, you know, so we'll be back the latest. If there's any like stuff, you know, we'll do a podcast pretty soon. Our, our usual schedule as well. Um, and the, um, I can't see you in the talk shoot for some reason, Barry. I don't know what's going on. Let me close it and open it again. Like nothing changed on my screen. It like froze. Okay, now I'm back in and I see you. There we go. You there? Yeah, I'm back. All right. Hey, just in time, close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, my call failed out of nowhere. So I was like, hooray. <laughs> gotcha. Um, so the other thing that I also wanted to mention is on September 29th was the seventh year anniversary of the podcast. So thank you all so much for, uh, for those that have listened through all those many years been quite a while um so uh, it's been a lot of fun discussing you know all the latest systems i remember when the 3ds was announced and when the Wii, like all these systems were announced and we all were having this discussion so now we're here talking about the nintendo switch pretty soon before you know it it'll be the next system after that you know so the switch u or whatever it's going to be i don't know it's the new switch <laughs> the new switch oh man so that's pretty much it before we, uh, yeah, we all know Nintendo listens to this, uh, because again, you know, after the podcast ends, there's another direct, I just, it's so freaking crazy. And you know, after this happens, there's going to be a direct talk about the switch and all the games that are coming. So like, I, I don't know. You Nintendo. might hear tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Hey, um, I think you, you meant, I don't know if you 
if I just heard this or if you actually said something, Barry, but I, I really hope that Nintendo doesn't pick the same batteries as Samsung. Oh, you, you didn't hear. I, I, I said uh, the new Galaxy Switch. Thinking Galaxy, the new Galaxy okay. 3DS that they put out, yeah. which if you look at the box, it's not called the Galaxy. It's called the new right. Galaxy. It's the new Galaxy, yeah. Why? Like, right. Like, is it a brand new Galaxy suddenly discovered? I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah. If they Aired Galaxy it, and thought Samsung and then went straight to the Note 7. <laughs> you imagine if they use the batteries and these fire <laughs> oh my Hey, gosh. they can get them pretty cheap right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the risk of your everything you own. Oh, man. Nintendo's really switching it up this time. Uh, 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 totally, well, semi-related. I saw this image of uh, the Wii U and then the, uh, um, uh, the Switch, and it said Wii U Alola form. Uh, so for all the Pokemon <laughs> fans, it's Genius. Um, but yeah, anyway, so that's it for the Nintendo Switch. That's all that we have uh, for today. Hope you guys enjoyed. Thank you to those that joined us in the chat room as well. And we will see you all next time. Yeah. Bye, everyone. Bye.